Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. We compare ourselves to big businesses or people we perceive to be, you know, successful earning that mega bucks, as we want to call it. But we forget that they might have a team of people with them. All of a sudden, we start to compare ourselves to them. And a lot of my clients do that. They'll compare themselves to me, going, oh, God, but, you know, you do that. And, I, oh, you know, how come you're doing it and I'm not? And they're thinking, well, I don't have children. So that's the first realization. Then they kind of go, oh, okay, yeah, I can't compare myself to you because you've got more hours to do stuff than I do. Okay, be realistic on how much time you really have on your business. I mean, because if you've got children, then, you know, you, you might have elderly parents or other commitments. So how much realistic time, because it might not be the eight hours that we're used to. Make a choice that sits in with you. If that choice is being able to have a dialogue, which I, I have many, and then got to a point where I thought it's not working. So mine wasn't an overnight, I woke up and thought that said, I'm gonna follow my soul. I tried for a whole 10 years, seven years, trying to make it work, trying to do every which way. Do what feels good for you, do what's right for you. Because that courage, that timing, that need to either break free or um, merge, in the sense that, you know, both sides see what's working. It will happen, but trust your intuition as your guidance. Because I don't want anybody to kind of go, okay, I heard Ambila and she did it, so I'm going to do it. And then they're not ready for it. Yeah. If your soul is basically not ready for it. Believe me, mine wasn't ready for about seven to 10 years, you know, before it went, okay, that's it, I'm ready now. So you've got to be ready for it because the journey will be even worse if you're not. Welcome to Universal Grace. I am your host, Nadine Grace. Universal Grace is a dose of personal development and spiritual truth to help you become the best and greatest version of yourself. I share real talks with global game changers, thought leaders, and high performance experts in this raw and unfiltered transformational podcast. I know that we're all capable of becoming the very best version of ourselves. We just need to remember who we are, and believe that we are worthy and deserving of an extraordinary life. I am here to awaken you to your infinite potential and inspire you to unlock your inner greatness and live your best life. You ready? Let's get started. Welcome back to Universal Grace. I am your host, Nadine Grace. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of chatting with Ambila Nath. She is known by her clients as the girl next door of spirituality. 
She's a serial entrepreneur, certified coach, spiritual teacher, and an international speaker and an avid follower of her passions. With a corporate background in management and consulting, Ambila is far from your stereotypical spiritual coach. She went from a six-figure corporate job to having a spiritual business. She has worked with clients for over two decades, and she knows that the greatest journey you can take is the one to build a relationship with yourself. I hope that you will enjoy this episode as much as I did. We had a wonderful conversation. I was able to learn so much from her. She dropped so much knowledge and um, just a woman of value. So let's jump right in. Tambilla, how are you doing? Nadine, thank you so much for the honor of inviting me. I'm doing really well. Thank you. Oh, it is my pleasure. I love, we were just speaking before we get on, like we love, you know, talking about our entrepreneurial journeys and how, what it took us to get to where we're where we were to where to where we are right now and lord knows i had a journey and still <laughs> still going through a journey of self-discovery and it is absolutely amazing but at the same time you know things that i discover about myself and about the world can be a bit frightening so i um i'm going through that journey and i love to learn i love to share and just discover more and more about myself so what is your story, Ambila? I'm sure you have an amazing one. Well, thank you for saying it's an amazing one. Where do you want me to start from birth or should I just start from <laughs> when stuff started happening? Wherever you feel comfortable. How in, long and... sure do you want this to be? Well, well, I don't want this to go over 45 minutes. So wherever you feel called to talk about, wherever you, you're, getting, you're drawing your inspiration from. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, let's start with a short, medium version then. So the short, medium version is um, I come from a corporate background. So I was in the corporate world for about 10 years. I'm an IT, ex-IT consultant. So degree, everything was very logical based. Um, but from the age of 19, I knew I wanted my own business. No idea what it was going to be. Um, and I've always had an innate passion with regards to wanting to know about people, behaviors, psychology, mindset, um, you name it. I just drawn to it. I've always been like that since I was a child. So um, when I kind of got bored of the corporate world because of all the, you know, like everybody does, the stresses and everything else. And um, I started kind of thinking, okay, I need to, I want to do something else. So now is probably the right time to start thinking about what I want to do. And back in the day in the UK, coaching wasn't known. It was just coming into the corporate market as team building and motivational. And having spent 10 years in the corporate market, I kind of didn't want to go that avenue. So um, it took me a little bit of time to, first of all, figure out what I wanted, because I wanted coaching, but I didn't understand what coaching was. So I was kind of looking the UK market and thinking, I'd love to get the positives of psychology without having to do a seven-year degree. I would love to get the positives of counselling without needing to do another three-year studying just pick the elements I wanted and then one day I was watching the Oprah show and one of her guests mentioned the key word life coach I went, that's what I want to do so off to Google I went you know found a online course which was um, based in America 
So, and I studied it three years alongside my consulting job. And once I qualified, I decided this was what I was going to do. The UK market wasn't ready for me. <laughs> because they just went, I don't have mental illness. And you're like, but it's not. Coaching is not about that. It took ages. So I kind of diverged and had an interior design business. I had an events business, which was all doing really well. But I came from a mindset of you can only succeed in one thing rather than you can have multiple incomes. So I packed all of those businesses in going, no, coaching is what I'm destined to do. So I can't be doing anything else. And alongside that, part of my personal journey is that I'm an Asian woman. So I left my family to have my own life because there were constraints and expectations about what a woman's role is and what she should be doing. And succeeding in business and being successful in her career was not one of them. <laughs> so subsequently, part of my other story is that I left my family. So when I started my own business, I had left that chapter and moved on. And But I also started my spiritual journey. So when growing up, I was always into tarot readings, palmistry, astrology, like you are as a child, had my own set of tarot cards with a book, trying to read them. And I used to go to psychics, as I said, for readings and stuff, but I never believed I would be one of those people because you kind of assume it's just out there. You never think it's going to be you. So when I moved and I was as I said, having my other businesses, I was new to the area I moved in and I didn't really know people. So one of my tarot readers at the time said to me, she was going to be doing this teaching circle. Would I be interested in coming? And I said, yes, because I didn't know many people, something to do. And that's literally all I thought about it. Went along three years, lots of studying. She was amazing. Opened up so many avenues, really taught me to tap into my intuition and begin to trust it. Um, and that was subsequent to my logical. So when I started going, okay, I can start making money on the spiritual side, just as pocket money, nothing, you know, I, I never kind of thought of it as a business. I just thought extra pocket money, let's go and do some readings and help people. And then I thought, I, I was too afraid to bring the logical and the spiritual worlds together because I thought I would be judged. Coming from a corporate background, I thought if I tell my clients I can do this, they're gonna just ditch me and I'm gonna, that's it, I'm out of business. They're gonna think she's weird, we yeah. can't work with her. So it wasn't until 2018, actually after one of um, my elder sister passed away that it gave me the clarity of what am I hiding from? You know, why? I mean, seriously, I was two websites, two different identities, you know, because I was a different alias. I thought I don't want them to Google Ambil enough and then all of a sudden find the psychic part. I thought that's still not hiding. So for years, nearly a decade, wow. I hid. Wow. I hid. The, yeah. And um, so it wasn't until, as I said, my sister passed away that I thought, no. I've got to do this now. And I thought, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to put it out there. And I put it out there. And I realized that the only person judging me had been me. 
everybody else embraced it. Everybody else went, oh my God, I can't believe you do this. My family is very corporate, very logical, but they all say to me, we don't get it, but we're open to it because we learn you know, from you. I'm not a dictator, I don't force it on them, but they're intrigued by it. So, yeah. So that so that's the condensed journey. Yes, yes, yes. I love that story. By the way, um, you Thank know, you. you're most welcome. We were taught, we weren't, <laughs> we weren't taught to embrace the spiritual side of us. You know, it's we weren't taught that we're spiritual beings having a human experience. We're not human beings having a spiritual ex- experience. We are we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Yeah. Exactly. But when you look at the percentage of the people on this planet, 70% are living in the logical and practical world. Yes. And 30, maybe a little plus, are in that kind of both, you know, logical, spiritual. Because growing up for me, spirituality was, and I'm really sorry, and I apologize for the audience for having this kind of opinion, but by no means do I mean it in an insulting way, but it was very hippified. So Mm -hmm. my image of spirituality was very much based on people who are out there in the woods and they're camping and they're, you know, the free spirit. Yes, because that's what was, that's what was taught to us. Yeah, exactly. We we weren't taught, we weren't taught um, about our psychic abilities. We weren't taught about our intuition. We weren't taught that our our, um, thoughts create our realities. We weren't taught anything about the spiritual world. And the spiritual world is a lot more real than than the physical world because before you can manifest anything, you first have to manifest it, which is already manifested, but you first have to bring it from the spiritual world to the, to the physical world. So we weren't taught that we were taught that, oh, you know, psychics are woo-woos. They don't know what they're doing. They, you know, how can you tell somebody's future? We want, it was, it was, it, it was, it was when I was growing up and still today, it's looked upon as something that is, something that you don't want to go close to something that is some not necessarily bad but something that is you know just not real and and the the the, the spiritual world is yeah go ahead I see that you want to say I was just going to say we live in a scientific world so if you can't prove it then it can't be real there you go and a lot of my family you know have that belief again they respect what I do but they don't kind of want to be there yes yes <laughs> it's not fine. I know I, I we live in a scientific world yeah I completely understand and I love how you you started with your your corporate background because we were taught to go to school get yeah. a college degree yeah uh, major in something that you have absolutely no freaking interest in go work <laughs> at a company climb the corporate ladder take vacations two or three times a year retire and then die that's what yeah. was sold to us yeah that's that model of living was sold to us so we bought into it I bought into what I just explained to you getting a college degree go to the corporate world you know like my what I'm doing and climb the corporate ladder and take vacations and sit in a cubicle and and I almost went nuts doing that for over 10 years and you know so many people are suffering right now because they weren't taught we weren't taught to Mm -hmm. listen to our soul's calling what is calling us like the tarot reading was calling you the spiritual side was calling you because that was what you were meant to do that's why you came here but we were sold something else but we all know that the system is broken the system was 
was created to keep us as slaves, to keep us from knowing who we are, to keep us thinking externally and not really going within for the answers. But, you know, it takes a special type of badass to say, you know what, F this, it's not working out for me. I am going to follow my heart and I'm going to do what I know I came here to do. And that's what you did. So kudos to you. I see that you want to say something. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know what, in journeys, there's no right or wrong. When you were talking, I was thinking of the matrix. If we kind Mm -hmm. of visualize life Mm -hmm. as that and breaking free is kind of allowing yourself, I suppose, to tap into the spirituality elements of it. I was actually talking to a friend of mine just the other day and it was honoring that she's comfortable, she's happy to be in, if you want to call it the box. She's happy with that life. And yes, she knows and she's shared my journey. So she knows my life, what I've been through, what I'm going through, all of those things. But she herself knows she doesn't want to go through that. Because as you know, the spiritual journey is not easy. Exactly. Like our it's, standards it's, and what we want is so much higher. Absolutely. So therefore, we have so many more challenges than maybe the average person because we're constantly pushing ourselves to be better, to be something, you know, more and to challenge the thinking and the protocols and the way things are. So when I left my family, I challenged and changed a generation, not just my family generation, but the extended friends group that we had. The thinking behind it, you know, definitely changed because the conforms that we, I was grown or trying to be brought up in was the first generation wanting to hold on because coming to the UK, they had left their country. So they're wanting to hold on to their values, their culture, their, you know, ways of being. And the threat is that we become too Western, that we don't honour what we, you know, where our roots are. So now we're certainly within my circle we're living in a culture where both are being respected both are being honored both are being understood i I like how you put that there is no right or wrong because excuse me we're all i believe that we're all given a set of challenges and experiences to get us to where we want to go it's all part of the plan and and everyone wake up differently wake up at different times we all have different soul contracts and we choose to wake up and step into you know what we were called to at different times so you know it everyone is going to have different experiences i know i can speak from my experience i you know i was i was miserable in the corporate world because i was sold you know go to college get a degree retire and then die and i thought that was life and i was like well yeah. this is not working for me i'm climbing this corporate ladder why am i so miserable yeah. so i knew i it forced me to ask the tough questions who am i and why am i here this cannot be life yeah. Yeah. You know, if you say, if God, God, you say you love me. So why would you want me to go through this type of life when I'm, I'm not feeling fulfilled? So I, I really, truly believe is about, you know, really looking at yourself and asking the tough questions. And when you start asking the tough questions, you, you get the answers and you, and you go on that, yeah. that journey of self-exploration. And is it, it's, it's freaking scary. It you know, is, but also getting the answers doesn't necessarily mean you're going to act on it. Because the answers themselves can be scary that you go, no, actually, my life is fine. Yes. And, and that's what I was saying in terms of, you know, a lot of my friends, they know my journey, they know what I do, but they don't want to be this, that 
person. Um, and they're happy to be, you know, in the lives that they're living with the um, knowledge, expansion, whatever. So it's not about getting the answers and knowing, okay, you know, God wants me or universe, whatever you want to call it, you know, wants me to take this pathway. I could have changed all of that. I could have changed, had that sliding door um, time in my life, which was leave my family or stay and conform. But then you would have been miserable because, you know. Exactly. But so many people are, but it's yes. not that they're miserable. They become comfortable. They choose. I chose not to be comfortable in that. So I made a different decision. I still get friends who challenge me and say, but we made it work. Why couldn't you? I got it. So. <laughs> So I, I really believe, I love this discussion so much. I honestly believe it has to do with awareness and the expansion mm -hmm. of your mind, because once your mind is expanded, you cannot go back to what you're used to. Mm -hmm. Once, once you have learned something and you have shifted your paradigm, there is no way that you can know that this is the way, th this is the truth over here, but I'm going to go back to the lie for me it wouldn't mm. work it wouldn't I'd rather go through the pain of changes and challenges than go back to the to a lie to live in a lie in but courage exactly love and, that and, and that's the um ultimate thing that people are afraid of it's the courage it takes to do that because I walked my path for a very very long time on my own I mean on my own there was no support network because I left it behind. There was no family grounding because I left them all behind. I moved to a new place, not knowing a soul, not knowing anything. And it took me a long time and I walked that path alone. And that takes courage. And a that's scary. Courage. A lot of courage. And I know a lot of people, um, I have another friend who said that because of me, she was able to do similar, but she never walked her path alone. Yeah, because she no. always had a partner or somebody, you know, to be with her. Yes. And yeah, so it's, it's, it takes a lot of courage, courage to step out of the box and say, this is I'm stepping out of the lies that I've been told. I'm stepping out of beliefs that are not mm -hmm. serving me. I'm stepping out of thoughts that are not serving me. I'm stepping away from people who are not serving me and, and to yeah. really, you know, carve your own path, you know, just following that guidance system within you and say, you know what? I'm going to follow the truth. I'm going to follow what, where my heart is leading. I don't know where I'm going to go, but I'm going to trust that, you know, all is well. It takes a lot of courage to really do that because people are always worried about, you know, what will people think of me? That was your biggest yeah. concern coming from an Indian background. You know, you, yeah. Indian culture is very rich. So for you to like walk away from your family I have a couple Indian friends, so I know how it is to walk away from, from that, you know, richness and from, from the cultural beliefs and, and everything that you were taught to go down a spiritual, you know, path by yourself. That's the, that's another level of courage. Thank you. You are most uh, welcome. Thank you. But it, it, I think it, it just comes back down to, um, as you were saying, tapping into knowing what was right, I knew from a very, very young age, my intuition, I think I've always had that strength of my intuition. And I know, and it's never failed me when it comes to people. So I, I know um, 
the people I want in my life and the people I don't want in my life. And if I don't want you in my life, then you're never going to be in my life. <laughs> I kind of have a tiered system. Yeah. You're either a hello, how are you yeah. kind of person, or you're going to be a lifelong part of my life journey kind of person. So, um, but once you're out, you're out. And, uh, and I think a lot of the key skills of personal development and, and the courage that we spoke about, I didn't actually know the terminology until I started learning to be a coach. Nobody told me about boundaries. I was brought up um, being told, you think of yourself, you're selfish. You put everybody else ahead of you. And that's the way, you know, you should be. And plus you're a woman, so you really shouldn't be thinking about yourself first. That's so, so true. So where does boundaries come into that part? Because, you know, the boundaries don't exist then. You should it's put everyone in, everyone in front of you and, and you're exactly. selfish for doing this first. And we weren't taught about self-care and, and um, exactly. it's just really taking care of ourselves first and pouring yeah. into ourselves first before and, and letting that overflow spill out. We weren't taught exactly. that. Exactly. And you know, the younger generation, I see them growing up and, you know, well, now they've got the internet, they've got so much more information than was available, you know, back in the day. And so they have a lot more awareness in understanding, you know, what boundaries might be, what, um, how we train people to treat us. For years, it never occurred to me until I became a proper adult. And I'll say a proper adult, because when I started to understand that my parents themselves have a journey and they are people that I began to understand some of the things that I went through and why I went through them. So the blaming of, oh my God, my parents did this to me, my culture did that to me, but taking ownership of, oh my God, I trained them. I trained them to do that. I, you know, was part of that journey. So you kind of start to take that responsibility in yourself and go, okay, at that point in your life, you were still a semi-child because you were doing what others wanted you to do. But at that point in your life, you became the adult and then you started taking responsibility and looking at what am I doing now? What do I need to change? So that when I went back to my family, it took 10 years. It took from the first member of the family to the last member of my family. It took 10 year journey to heal those relationships so it was never a oh my god you're back we love you god we've missed you kind of thing yes some did that my parents would do it unconditionally but my siblings it was a very yeah it was a very long journey yes yes it. yes I, I I can see you know the the courage in your face it takes a, a lot of courage to really step out on your own and do the things that your heart is calling you to do, to set boundaries, to do the things to help you I get polished into your greatest and best version. It, it really takes a lot of courage to, to walk your own path. It, taking responsibility for me was the biggest challenge because I, was, I didn't realize how much I was blaming. I was blaming corporate America, my boss. Um, blaming my son for not giving me the space and he's only seven just turned seven I was blaming oh, <laughs> I was blaming why he was a baby you know you oh. just cry too much let mommy do some work <laughs> I, was, I was blaming everyone except for myself and there's no blame for myself either it's just taking responsibility there is no blame it's yeah. just saying okay so this is not working it's not anyone's fault yeah. 
So let me do whatever it takes to, to make it work. But yeah. I, I didn't learn that. I didn't learn that until a couple of years ago. It's, yeah. it's, it's one of the most difficult thing to, to accept responsibility. But once you do, it's freeing, it's freedom. But again, who, in the generations before us, because my parents were the wartime generation. So the generation before us, none of this, none of this kind of awareness, responsibility or whatever was there. It was always about follow what you're meant to be doing. Don't speak up for, you know, in front of your elders. You're, you're not allowed to have a voice. Um, don't challenge. Just follow the norm, fit into the box, and then life is great. Yes. Uh, so you can't really sit there kind of going, my parents didn't give me those skills. My parents didn't know those skills to give me. I know. So, I know. You know, I cannot sit there going, it's all your fault. I turned oh. out the way I did or had my life the way it was. Because at some point in my life, I just went, I'm not happy. And I actually wrote that in the uh, letter because I left them a letter, you know, when I moved away. And um, I put that, I'm sorry, I just cannot live and meet your expectations. Look at that. Um, Look at that. I hope any, I hope someone is listening right now. If you're listening right now and you feel confined by your, you know, your family beliefs and your culture, and you're just worried, you're worried that you're going to let your families down and, you know, but your heart is calling you, your soul is, is calling you to take another path. Understand that <laughs> this is your life. And, you know, they say that we reincarnated and we get more lives, but this is the only one you can remember right now. So it's, it's, it's good to make the best of it and follow your soul's calling, because if you're not following your soul's calling, there is no way that you're going to be happy. It's just not going to happen. It's so important to follow your soul's calling and, and, you know, and go in that direction of love, just follow love. It's all about what, what, what do you love to do? Follow that love follow love yes, I know as a coach I'm going to sound as if I'm contradicting but having been through that journey myself if somebody is listening and as you said is in a similar kind of dilemma of some kind of life I want to give them the confidence to know that it'll be okay but at the same time because generations and thinking has changed they don't have to go through the hardship that I have to go through and hopefully they can heal or the generation they're dealing with is far more open-minded than my generation, you know, that I dealt with was. Because remember, they weren't just a generation. They were the first immigrants in the country who were holding on tightly to their culture and belief. So it wasn't just about the um, generation. So I, I had a double-edged sword that I was dealing with. And they were thinking that if we let her go, then basically we've lost her. And she's become too Western and then, you know, it's not part of our culture, not going to fit in. But anybody who is going through any kind of dilemma where they're having a conflict with their soul of what they should be doing and, you know, and trying to please other people. Just make a choice that sits in with you. If that choice is being able to have a dialogue, which I, I had many and then got to a point where I thought it's not working. So mine wasn't an overnight. I woke up and thought that said, I'm going to follow my soul. I tried for a whole 10 years, seven years, trying to make it work, trying to do every which way. Do what feels good for you. Do what's right for you. Because that courage, that timing, that need to either break free or 
um, merge in the sense that, you know, both sides see what's working, it will happen. But trust your intuition as your guidance. Because I don't want anybody to kind of go, okay, I heard Ambila and she did it, so I'm going to do it. And then they're not ready for it. Yeah. If your soul is basically not ready for it, and believe me, mine wasn't ready for about seven to 10 years, you know, before it went, okay, that's it, I'm ready now. So you've got to be ready for it because the journey will be even worse if you're not. And I don't want to put that on anyone. Yes, yes. The spiritual journey is, is it, it's a lonely journey. And it's, it's also, I, I don't want to say a difficult journey, but a challenging journey as well. But yeah. it's also a liberating journey where it frees you because you're, you're no longer confined to the, you know, the, the lies that you were told and the beliefs that are not serving you, those limiting, <clears throat> excuse me, those limiting beliefs that are, you know, yeah. holding you back. So I know that you help, you help your clients to get unstuck. What yes. are some of the, um, what are some of the, the challenges that you see when a client come to you? Like, Hey, I've been st stuck for seven years and living the same life over and over again. That was my life living the same life over mm -hmm. and over again, waking up to different days, but the same thing, how the hell do I get out of this? Like, how would you, how would you coach that person? Well, first of all, it's um, bringing it to their awareness, what they mean by being stuck, because stuck for everybody is a different thing. And I specialize in them being stuck in their business, feeling that frustration that even though they've been putting so much into it, the business isn't growing, it's not getting anywhere. So you're kind of looking at what is it that they want? What is it that they have a vision of in terms of their um, business, their life? What was it that they wanted to create? And a lot of it always comes back down to they don't have the strategies because they're like I was back in the day. I came from a corporate background. I had a general awareness of business. I, nobody told me that I would have to wear every single hat in a business in a corporate world, you have accountants, you have salespeople, marketing people, you know, every person, and you do one job. So you have awareness of what it takes for a business. But when you're in your own business, you are the CEO, you are the MD, the director, the manager, the you know, cleaner, the cook, you, you name it, you are everything, you're all of it. Nobody told me. <laughs> so it's like, what? And all of a sudden, subsequently, I'm learning, I've, I'm now a web designer. I've learned skills. I'm now a bookkeeper. I had to learn skills. I'm now, and, and that's before I've even become a coach and done any coaching with clients. I'm a salesperson. I'm a marketing person. So when we're put into that role, we're not taught business strategies because for years and years, because I didn't have the right mentors, I was working on a business on a month by month basis. Nobody told me about planning. Nobody told me about sales projection. Nobody told me about what income do you want for the year? I was working on income per month. This income will pay these bills. This income will pay that month, this income. And that's how my business worked for years. So, you know, and that's the mentality mindset that a lot of my clients are coming with because they don't realize that that's what it takes to be a business and that that's the difference between somebody just you know wanting to have their own business to actually succeeding in a business so we kind of look at the bigger model of where they currently are what 
skill set, mindset level that they need to be working on. Um, and just small things I take for granted now because I've been doing them for so many years, just sharing that little gem is so powerful to somebody who doesn't know about it, who doesn't realize that it exists. I'm like, you don't do that, really? You don't do that? <laughs> and I'm like, why don't you do that? Because I've forgotten that I was these people five years ago, that I was that person who didn't know. So um, yeah, so my clients are, are very much in that needing to learn what an actual business is to I'm just going into business. Yes, it's it, it really takes a lot. Like you say, when you're working for someone else, like, you know, in the corporate world, you only have a small section or, or a title that you're owning. And I was an accountant, so I was doing accounting things. Yeah. But then when you have your own business, you are everything and it gets pretty scary because yeah. you are, you're forced to learn new skills and, you know, just, just new skills to bring aboard and make your business um, become profitable and successful. So what are some of the habits that you see in some of your clients that you work with habits that, you know, you say, oh, so this is not serving you because, you know, your habits make or break you. Like what is, yeah. what, what are some of the habits that you see? And we spoke about this a little earlier on, time management, managing their time, because business people, and I see this all the time, it, it's very much that we compare ourselves to big businesses or people we perceive to be, you know, successful, earning that mega bucks, as we want to call it. But we forget that they might have a team of people with them. Mm. So all of a sudden we start to compare ourselves to them. And a lot of my clients do that. They'll compare themselves to me going, oh God, but you know, you do that. And I, oh, you know, how come you're doing it and I'm not? And they're thinking, well, I don't have children. I basically have systems in place now. I didn't used to, but I do now um, that are taking automated, that are taking care of a lot of the things. So that time management wise, I'm not spending so much time doing the manual stuff and um so where they're constantly talking about not having enough time one thing i teach well there's a couple of things one thing is going okay be realistic on how much time you really have on your business i mean because if you've got children then you know you, you might have elderly parents or other commitments so how much realistic time because it might not be the eight hours that we're used to in some people's cases, it might just be four hours a, a week that they can manage. So that's the first realization. Then they kind of go, oh, okay, yeah, I can't compare myself to you because you've got more hours to do stuff than I do. Then the second thing is the hours that you do have, how can you use them effectively? What is it that you want to be doing in your business? What is it that you want to be creating? And then kind of, you know, breaking it down so that they realize how to use the time they do have very effectively. And they're working on key projects as opposed to sitting there doing social media, you know, response and things like that. So, but that's the key thing. And then the second, as I said, was just not knowing business strategies, not knowing how to plan for the year, not knowing how to, you can break that down per tasks so that on a daily day-to-day -day basis, you're focused 
you know what you're meant to be doing rather than sitting there going oh so what what do I need to do today let me have a look around and then yes. you know yes and I, did, that, and I did that for years myself yes I did too <laughs> I really did I did too I didn't understand the importance of having a system in place and kind of writing down that what I do is write down the night before what I need to do the next day. So yeah. when I get up the next morning, I'm not all confused. I, I homeschool yeah. my seven-year-old son. So mm -hmm. that's another task in itself because, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's an only child. So he wants mommy to always play with him and he doesn't understand mm -hmm. how mommy's working, which I don't, yeah. I don't expect him to understand. He just turned seven. So yeah. it's, I still, if I'm to be honest, I still, I don't want to say struggle, but it's, it's one of my biggest challenges, time management, because yeah. I get this guilty mom, like, oh my gosh, you know, I just played with him four hours ago. Maybe I should take a break now and go play with him, but I need to get this done. So for me, excuse me, time management is my biggest challenge. Yeah. And, um, I still haven't gotten into a flow yet where I yeah. feel like I'm flowing and that's, that's where I need to get to get into that space where I yeah. feel like, okay, so, you know, I have this system that is working and it is flowing. And, and when I, cause when I do get pulled away from my work, I, I get frustrated and that's where the blame comes in. Yeah, yeah. So I am learning now to take responsibility yeah. and try something else differently. So having your own business and being the boss, the CEO, the everything in it, the, bookkeeper I mean everything it is very challenging and it's it's amazing to have coaches like yourself who steps in and say no you know maybe you should try to maybe you should try this way maybe you, you should you know take this approach and and see if you know if that will work for you so um yeah go ahead sorry I was just going to say and I think the realization is and a lot of my clients have this they don't realize the free material that's out there for them. Mm -hmm. Because the other assumption I had when I started my business was that, oh my God, I have to pay for everything. And therefore I'm gonna miss out on so many things because I don't have the finances to be able to keep on investing until I get clients, I can't put it into the business. So that was my psychology because I thought everything you have to pay for. But now you can get so many great gems in doing free masterclasses there's so many audio books and learning that's out there for free and until you get to a point of psychological but also financially being ready to invest in somebody you can do a lot of the free stuff I mean even myself I have lots of you know put out a lot on social media so following your key people that you're drawn to you can learn so much That's without so true. having, you know, without having to have that heavy investment straight away. That is so true. There's a lot of master classes that offer value mm -hmm. and a lot of exactly. pod podcasts that has yeah. personal development podcasts like this one that has, you know, information that you can load upon. It's just all about finding the time and making time because there's always yeah. time, just making the prioritizing what's important. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Because there are times when I find myself, to be honest, where I find myself scrolling on social media. And I'm like, after five, yeah. 10 minutes, I'm like, what the heck am I looking for? Nothing. I know. <laughs> TikTok dance videos, real <laughs> dance videos. And sometimes I sit there justifying going, I need that 10 minutes time off. And, but it's okay. If you give yourself a time limit, 
as long as you're not four hours and you're like still going through them that's different but if you do go okay time limit 10 minutes I do and because all of everything in my life is about psychology and human behavior and learning and you know constant I do allow myself those kinds of times because I need time to switch my brain off yeah. time to switch my brain off from you know constantly thinking and strategizing and doing to yeah. just go you know I just want to be silly let's be silly yes, and yes, laugh yes. at silly that's so and, true yes yeah. dance and yoga yeah. take a walk in nature or whatever yes exactly yes. I yeah. was I was just talking to you earlier before we got it we start um hit the record that I was reading this book called the big leap it's, it's an amazing yes. book and the book he spoke about the your zone of genius and he was saying that a lot of the a lot of the times that when we us business people sit down to work in our business we're not really thinking about our zone of genius but once you tap into that zone of zone of genius like what is it what is that one thing that i'm so good at that i need yes. to focus on and expand on and he spoke about that and i'm starting to i don't know quite know what it is yet i'm still trying to figure out what is my zone of genius it's it's um the way he talks about it it's a homework that i have i haven't really sat down to invest in it yet but have you heard about that the the zone of genius i have heard of the terminology zone of um genius and i think because as you know my work is quite intuitive as you were talking one of the things that came through was don't overdo it Mm. overthink it rather because I said this actually in another podcast where um, it's that constant feeling that people kind of go, I need the answer right now. I I need to know right now. But if you're asking the question, sometimes the answer will come when you're not wanting the answer. And it's learning to see the signals and the messages that are around you. So if you're constantly sitting there going, what is my zone of genius? What is it? What is it? You're actually blocking it. Because you're putting so much pressure logic into it, yeah. feeling you need to have the answer. But actually, if you go, okay, what is it? And then the next day you're reading a book or, you know, watching a podcast or a film or something. And then all of a sudden a phrase, a sentence, a dialogue, something is just going to jump out at you. And you're like, oh, that was it. That, that, that's and it. you know, that's and you know, answer. you know, right away too. I like how yes. you, you talk about intuition and, and, and asking that questions. I've been doing that now since goodness, since 2019, like really tapping yeah. into my intuition, but I'm not, I'm not consistent with it because you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's doing it over and over again. Yeah. And I find myself asking questions because I know that when I ask a question, I always get an answer. And mm-hmm. I find myself now just really being patient and not like, waiting like okay universe okay god higher self i need an answer right now because it doesn't yeah. work that way no. but i find myself now just having the patience and saying it will come to me when it's the right time it will come yeah. to me when it's the right time i haven't been doing a lot of intuitive work like i said i started in 2019 where i really got into my like i really was practicing how to trust yeah. myself how to trust my yeah. intuition how to hear myself but then i kind of went on to something else. And now I'm back to learning to trust myself. I do know that my intuition is very loud, but sometimes I don't know how to discern. Is it my intuition or is it that ego? What, you know what I mean? Sometimes I ask myself questions. Like, I think it was last year. It was last, last, it was last fall. 
I had a Zoom meeting with someone I was about to purchase their course. They were selling it to me. And I really was going to go into a field where I had no business going down. And I said, it didn't, if it didn't feel right, but I was looking at the financial part of it, the money yeah. aspect of it, but it wasn't in my soul's path. Yeah. And I said to my intuition, I said to my, 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 I said to God, I said, if this course is for me, let me buy it. It was a hefty investment, but if it's not, do not let me buy this. And I trusted that and I let it go yeah. while I was having a meeting with her next to her name, where I'm looking at your name right now. It says scam Suzanne. And wow. I, look, I looked away and I looked back and I thought I was just seeing things and it didn't, yeah. it didn't, it didn't. I'm like, uh, you know, I didn't think anything yeah. of it. I just thought I was seeing things. Yeah. After I was done with the meeting and that night when I went to bed, I kid you not, I still talk about it to this day because it was so, it was so pronounced as I was drifting off to bed and I was entering into that theta stage where I get most of my downloads a strong voice came in and said, scam Suzanne. And I said, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Basically was telling me, this is not the path that you're supposed to be going down. Not to say yeah. that the person's a scam because the person is yeah, not yeah. a scam. It's a very credible yeah. person. But yeah. I think the way that our intuition works, and you know a lot more, be a lot better than I do. It speaks in codes and symbols, right? Because it, it was so, it was so, it was so pronounced like yeah. scam Suzanne. And I, as I was drifting, I was like, wow. Yeah. So that means that I'm not supposed to go down this path and I'm not supposed to buy this book. So yeah. yes, I'm so glad that you brought up intuition. And if someone who's listening right now wants to really, really wants to tap in the power of the intuition, because it is so powerful and it's so important that we follow our guidance system. How do they even begin to do that, to tap into into their intuition and trust themselves start small seriously start small because it, um until you because it, trusting your intuition is actually trusting yourself yes and yes. so start small and simple things like it's happened to me so many times where <clears throat> and in the uk we're known for rain but occasionally we get sunshine so on the sunny days where you know you're just about to leave home and you get that nudge going get the umbrella and you're like no but it's sunny outside and then you don't do that and then the hour later you get the rainfall so if you have that little niggly voice and it's not a you know the difference between when it's your logical voice and when it's your intuition because I say that's coming from the heart because your log logical voice will not be telling you in a sunny day to go and take your umbrella mm. so if you're hearing a voice that's you know you know isn't your logic but it feels strange like you know take your um coat take your something you know warm um to wear start to follow it through because you can't do anything wrong I mean what will happen okay you mistrusted it and all of a sudden you're you know on the beach but you've got a cardigan in your bag so what? It, it doesn't matter. You might need it in the evening if you end up going out to dinner. But just start to trust what that is saying. And the more frequently you start to kind of feel the nudges, the more powerful and greater the intuition will get in terms of um, opening up the messages, because you're essentially opening up a tube. So if you think of the tube as being the you know size of a pin, 
And then the more that you keep on growing, it becomes the size of a straw in terms of the whole expanding and expanding. And that's basically what's happening, that the more confident you get, the more trust and information they can keep on sending you. But until they know you're ready for it, you're not going to get floodgates coming in. So start off small, start off with simple things. And yeah, and then just grow. I like that. I like how you say start off with simple things. You know, you use the umbrella um, example because there are times when I don't follow my my mind and I don't trust myself and I always end up regretting it. So um, it's so important to start off small and, um, you know, trust. (laughs) Sometimes it makes no sense. (laughs) Exactly. Because, you know, it might be just like, oh, make sure you take water with you. And you're like, oh, no. And, you know, and you've gone out the door or you've forgotten the bottle. And then later on, you're kind of like, oh, God, I really am thirsty. And there's no shops around, you know, for me to grab water. So it's those kinds of little things. Start off small. Don't sit there going, what's my life plan and what should I be doing, you know, to that magnitude when you haven't actually just tuned into simple things that you start trusting yourself. Yes. And like you said, it's all about trusting yourself. I absolutely love this discussion. So what are you working on or any big projects, any projects that you're working on? God, I'm working on every project at the moment. (laughs) I've got, um, I'm just going through a new branding. So um, I'm working on my website, which is got my new coaching program. Well, when I say new, fine tuning the next level of the coaching program, um, and launching um, freebie, launching a group Q&A session. So this is subscription-based so that people can actually join and have um, conversations with me where I can direct them on their business without them feeling they need to go for the bigger program if they're not ready to time-wise. So um, yeah, so I've got quite a lot of projects on the go at the moment, all coming together and all kind of like, oh my God, it's going to all launch. Yes, that's amazing. That's amazing. So, if our listeners wanted to reach out to you and connect with you, how would they be able to do that? Really simple. Just Google my full name and I will appear because I'm very fortunate to have a unique name. So, but Instagram, um, my website, LinkedIn, all under my name. Awesome. And I'll make sure that I'll put all of your information into the show notes. So if our listeners wanted to connect with you, they will um, be easily, you'll be easily found. So thank you so much, Ambila. This was such an amazing conversation. I really enjoyed it. I, as I, I told um, my previous guest that I spoke with that I, I'm, I feel that I'm being called to have like YouTube lives, something that I've been running away from because I like to stay in the background. (laughs) But I feel like I'm being called to do it. I'm still trying to figure out the technical aspect of it to set it up. I was hoping to have my first live like two Sundays ago, but I'm still trying to figure it out. But um, would you would you be, I would 100%. like to invite you as a guest. Awesome, awesome. 100%. Yay. And if you need any technical knowledge on how to do it, then yeah, let me know. Oh, okay. I might just take you upon that offer because I've been trying to figure it out and just, just get the ball rolling, rolling. I've been telling God, Oh, I don't want to get on live. This is not recorded. What if I say something I'm not supposed to say, but you know, it's not about me. It's not about me. It's about the, the, the job that I came here to do. So you're just going to be you like you've been here, whether you're on screen or not on screen. That is the fact so true. is you're still going to be you. And that is so true. And, and I don't know I'm how else to be. On, 
Yeah, and I'm seeing you on the screen at the moment, and I'm sure this is audio released, and you're fabulous. So, oh, thank you, and so are you. Thank you so thank much. You. So, I will be definitely sending you an email inviting you to a, a live, but you in the UK. So, for all my international guests, it will be a different time, but I'm looking at Sundays at 6 p.m. I know it's too late for you, it's going to be 11 for you. So, it's going to be probably free for my UK people, it will be earlier in the day or probably on another day. I haven't really decided what the time and the day yet for all of my yeah. out of um, country guests but thank you so 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 much this was such an amazing discussion I love having discussion like this because I learn and grow as I'm talking to my fabulous guests like yourself you know learning and growing to up level myself and being that best virgin that I know is waiting to come out which is already here I just need to you know just continue to, to trust myself that you know everything is working out for my highest good I'm sure all of our listeners were able to pick up a lot of golden nuggets that you threw out with intuition and being the badass courageous person that you are I mean how many of us walk away from our family and said you know what this is not working I let me follow my heart follow my intuition follow love and take it from there and you did that and came up on came out on top so I really respect I really really respect you so much thank you so much for being here you are most welcome thank you so much Ambila. Nadine, thank you so much. It's been an honor and I've really had a fantastic time. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Universal Grace Podcast and being part of this amazing community. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and I hanging out and helping each other rise to the top. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. So I'll see you on the next episode. But in the meantime, remember to head on over to universalgracepodcast.com and get some extra special resources that you won't find anywhere else. Thanks for listening and let love guide you.